Welcome to Master the Start, a podcast for young professionals, where we interview business experts on how you can master the start of your life and business. What's up, everyone? This is a unique episode of Master the Start. It's going to be really quick. It's just going to be me talking for about 10 or 15 minutes, and then we will get right back into our normal scheduled awesome guests coming up here in July. We're going to have a pretty awesome run for you guys. I am pumped. But you know, I wanted to address something and I just couldn't help myself because I'm asked over and over and over again about how in the world an individual can enjoy their work as much as I do. And let me give you some context quick. I Bobby Mason, the individual that is running Go Mahi, the individual, the host that's running the Master of the Start podcast, is running a company that has not paid him for two years. That's real life. And I still love showing up to work every single day. It is my favorite thing in the entire world. And that is something that I believe a lot more people need to find. And that is why. I wanted to create this quick episode of Master the Start and have it focused on passion. Because, you know, as I said, and I've said it in multiple episodes before, we're focused on helping people master the start of business. And I truly believe for you to master the start of business, I think you need to find your passion. You know, we've seen it in the past. If you even look at like an episode with Ozzy Nelson, the one that started Nelson Worldwide, you know, that's a huge company. And he said this very simple thing. Set aside some time to answer three questions. Question one, what gives you energy? Question two, what do you think your real unique skill sets and passions are? And question three, are you currently on the path to take advantage of your answers to question one and two? If not, it's time for a change. That's what I want to address quick. What gives you energy? What do you think your real unique skill sets and passions are? It doesn't matter if you're 30 years, 40, 50 years into your career, or you're just starting out. You need to find your energy, you need to find your passion, and you need to go for it and let it consume your life. Because once you make passion the center of your life, life gets real good and real easy. So essentially, here's the thing that I kind of have a problem with when I hear so many people asking me how they find your how they find their passion. Because I think the problem I have with it is that I think everyone believes that I just picked it one day when that isn't true. Because the thing is, discovering your passion is no easy task. So for some people, it seems to come so easy. And for others, it seems much harder to discover. You know, it was hard for me to find my passion. I had failed many times at many businesses. And I even had businesses that I worked on for years at a time just because I was focused on the money. Yet I failed because the business was not being run by my passion. It was being run by the money, which ended in a very horrific way. But either way, no matter how hard or easy it is to discover the passion, 
And I think this is what people are freaked out about. They don't know how hard or easy. They're really just focused on how hard it's going to be. Either way, it's out there for each and every person. That's just fact. And every single person should strive to discover their passion every single day. I can't say that enough. If you haven't, if you have not found your passion yet, you need to be patient. You have a ton of time. I mean, even if you only have 10 years left in your career and you're ready to retire, 10 years is a long time. You have a lot of time to figure out what you want to do. I mean, your professional career still, I mean, if you're at the start of your business world, if you're in your 20s and your 30s, it hasn't even started. You're not even close. And the fact that you're even slightly interested in opening up and accepting that you're not pursuing your passion and you want to learn more, that puts you ahead of 87% of the people on this wonderful earth. Because 87% of people are not currently pursuing their passion, which is devastating. So I wanted to quickly touch on what I use to discover passions. And this is kind of what I give people. um, This is a framework I give people to discover their own passion. So just a quick warning before we hop in. There's, a, I have no idea, 100, 1,000 different strategies you can use to find your passion. But, 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 this is one I love. And if you have questions about other passion tests, you can just reach out to us at GoMahi or at Master the Start. And we have a bunch of other ones. So hopping in, I think it's really important to start with just discovering your passions, discovering your passions, plural. So the first part of figuring out the activities you're actually passionate about is to spend a moment making a list, identifying the activities that make you feel most excited. So when you get out of bed in the morning, you are going to create a list of the tasks you wish you did all day, nonstop. So you need to create a list and we recommend, or I guess me personally, I would recommend a minimum of 10 activities. And then I kind of want you to follow the next couple of steps to kind of decrease that list. So you're going to have 10 activities and you're going to need to figure out how to make it more like one or two activities that you really love to do. So here we go. Wake up, pretend it's morning time, wake up, make a list of 10 activities, and then ask yourself this very simple question. If you had to choose between the first activity and the second activity, which activity do you enjoy doing more? So if you have a problem deciding, which a lot of people do, close your eyes. I know it's cheesy, but just do it now. You know what? Actually, you guys just pause this podcast, write down your 10 activities and follow along. Okay. So I'm going to give you a second. Okay. That's one second. So you have a list in hand now. You have a list of your activities and you've just asked yourself if you had to choose between the first activity and second activity, what activity would you enjoy doing more? So you just asked yourself this and now you're kind of thinking, oh my gosh, I can't decide. So here's the cheesy thing. You're going to close your eyes right now and you're going to imagine a life where the first activity consumes your entire work week and the second activity does not exist. 
And then you're going to envision the opposite. And at the end of that, you're going to be able to more easily decide what activity you can live without. Okay. Now, if you're struggling to decide still, it's time to devote some exploration to each activity. On the weekend, you know, you probably don't have time to do this during the week, but on the weekend, spend Saturday, the entire workday, really just 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., doing that one, that one single activity, and do that the whole day. And then on Sunday, take that second activity and do that from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Then at that moment, you're going to have a good idea of which one you can actually do for an entire day. Once you complete those activities, you should have your final answer on whether you can live without activity one or activity two. It should just be straightforward. When you do have your final answer, and I hope you're following along here, you need to circle that activity and cross out the losing activity. That one's just done. Doesn't matter anymore. Losing activity, you can't go back. You can't think about it again. Your mind has made a decision and you need to move on. Then you need to compare that winning activity to the third activity on your list using the same format, okay? So you're gonna complete this exercise over and over and over again until you've made it through all of your listed activities. And when you complete the entire loop, you should have one final activity or passion circled. It's that simple. You should have one activity that you have narrowed down and you now know that you wanna do more than any other thing on your list. You're gonna write that activity down on a separate sheet of paper. So do it right now, grab a sheet of paper and write it down. And you know, for anyone listening to this in the car, please don't do it in the moment. Maybe wait, listen to this later. And you know, even if you think, even if you think you're doing the thing that you're most passionate about, do this exercise anyways, because it might surprise you. You might learn that you have a couple of other things you could be pursuing that you love a little more. And that doesn't mean you have to quit your job and pursue it. That just means maybe you have a nice side hobby that you'll really enjoy. So make sure you do it even if you think you're doing what you love. Back to it. So you're gonna write down the activity on a separate sheet of paper and you're gonna label it number one because that is the number one passion in your life. And then you're gonna take a moment to breathe and rewrite your activity list excluding number one. So you're gonna exclude your number one passion and with that list in hand, not number one, excluding number one passion, you're gonna repeat the process four times until you have created a list of your top five. And you're gonna find out here in a moment why you make a top five list. So essentially you've just figured out your favorite passions, which is awesome. So. The next thing you're really going to do is what are your strengths? That's what you're going to try to find out next. So discovering your true talents is a good start. I mean, really, I should say discovering your passions is a good start, but you really need to discover your true talents because something about doing something that you're passionate about and having it correlate with your talents, it makes life a whole lot better. So when discovering your strengths or talents, it's important that you let someone else do all of the work. So here's one strategy I have done in the past and I recommend. Number one, here we go. You're gonna 
ask a friend, a family member, a coworker, a mentor, whoever it may be, to actually sit down with you and try the following exercise. We'll kind of refer to any of these soulmates that are helping you out as friends moving forward, okay? So the second thing you're gonna do once you have this friend, family member, coworker, remember we're calling them friends, you're gonna ask your friend to name three of your greatest strengths. And then you're gonna tell that friend about your top passion and ask him or her to explain an imaginary story of your life based on the top passion. And I just yelled, I don't know why, because I got excited. You're gonna ask them to explain a story based on that top passion and the three strengths named by your friend. Because as I said in number two, you're gonna ask your friend to name three of your greatest strengths, and then they're gonna add that into their story that involves your passion. So an example might be, hey, your friend may say you're organized, you're analytical, you're personable, and you're extremely passionate about golfing. Thus, you know, they might say, I imagine you running a golf pro shop where you deal directly with customers looking to purchase golf attire. You might organize a store, you might work on where the most popular products go, and you're gonna just have the responsibility of tracking and purchasing inventory. After you hear this story from your friend, the fourth step here is you're gonna take a moment to imagine and discuss the fantasy in greater detail. So you're actually gonna go in depth with that friend and consider all the things about the fantasy. Like, you know, you might say, here's the deal, I do love golf. I do love golf products. And what do you know, I love analyzing trends. But you're also gonna find out when looking at your fantasy more in depth, you're gonna learn something like, you know what, maybe I'm not interested in organizing inventory. Or maybe I don't wanna work behind the counter as a salesperson. But that's important because you need to figure out what you really like about pursuing your passion, what you don't like, and figuring out where that passion and your talents take you. So the fifth thing you're gonna do with that friend or family, we're calling them friend here, you're gonna have your friend recreate the story with slight changes based on your feedback. So for example, still ficking, it's still ficking? Wow, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> for example, let's still work with that example of the golf shop. So you still work at the golf shop, but this time you work at the golf pro shop, but you're the clubhouse manager instead. So you still analyze and purchase inventory, but you work at the golf course and you decide where the products go but you no longer work at the counter. So you manage the sales staff and you provide them direction to improve, but you don't have to do the sales yourself. So then you go back and forth until the story feels right. And just a word of advice, your friend may suggest crazy scenarios that you don't immediately like, but you can't just stop there. You actually need to be open-minded and you need to complete the entire scenario and keep pivoting and making changes to that scenario. And be sure to really roll with the punches and explore several, several scenarios because this is gonna help define what you do with your life. And you cannot go in there with a biased attitude. You actually wanna figure out what you love most. The seventh step here um, when trying to figure out your strengths is you're gonna stop when you are completely comfortable with the story. And once you hit that point of satisfaction, 
you've kind of shaped your favorite passion and you've kind of figured out a realistic goal and you can outline a timeline on how you can pursue that passion, whether it's full time or on the weekend. So that's a really cool thing about aligning your strengths with your passions. The third step, and this is the third step of the entire passion process, you're going to figure out what drives you. So incentives play a huge role in how someone pursues their passion. It just is what it is. You know, all of us are built differently. So you need to take a moment to analyze what motivates you and you need to figure out what effect that has on your pursuit of happiness. So what motivates you will be tied to how you enjoy pursuing your passion. So there are a ton of different motivations out there, but I just wanted to cover a couple of the common ones that I run into. There is reward-based motivations, which, you know, a lot of people think they have this. I don't necessarily know if they do, but this type of motivation really involves a reward of money, a present, anything like that. So the better the reward, the stronger the motivation. And if you are reward-based, I'm hoping that it's not, your passion is not built around money because I do not believe in my personal opinion that will last very long. The second form of motivation is fear-based motivation. So fear often has negative connotations. However, specific scenarios can actually make it so fear can kind of push you, push you harder, push you in the right direction. So the motivation to complete a task comes from the fear of failure. There's a lot of other things like the achievement-based motivation, there's power-based motivation, there's affiliation motivation, competence motivation. There are so many more. But honestly, the thing to think about is you need to figure out what makes you happy and what kind of reward you would like to get out of pursuing that passion. If you want to pursue a passion, but you're only going to enjoy it if you're making six figures, reconsider that passion. Figure out if there's another passion you could explore that involves making zero. Because if you're broke and still loving what you're, if you still love what you do, I mean, yes, all of us have responsibilities, but if you still love what you do and you're making very little money, it's a whole lot better to make little money and enjoy every day of your life than to make a whole lot of money and not enjoy a day of work. Step four, guys, and this is, I'm, I'm about to wrap it up here because I'm getting close to my 20 minutes. You need to check your goal. So you need to analyze the goal that you create in step two. You know, in step two, we had you envision, or I had you envision what exactly it is that you would want that passion to look like. And when you define that passion, you created that imagery of the passion. It gave you the opportunity to create a realistic goal on how you'd get there. So in step four, you need to check that goal. You need to decide if that goal is realistic. So after you discover your motivation style, so whether that's money or fame or helping others, whatever it is, you need to find out if that motivation actually matches what your realistic or really what you decided in step two. So do those incentives 
match that scenario. And if it's not well aligned, you need to take some time and go back to step one and decide and kind of look at your second and third favorite passions on the list. Because remember, that first one may be great, but it might not align with a lot of the other things. It might not align with your strengths. It might not align with your motivations, and that's okay. That's why you created five passions that you're interested in pursuing. So once you go back and you look at your second and third favorite passions on the list, then you can revisit step two and decide if one of those passions aligns better. So even if your goal doesn't align, the most important thing that I can say is don't stress out. It doesn't mean you can't pursue it. It just means that you're going to have to adjust scenarios to more accurately fit what motivates you. So once you do this, you need to be sure to restate your goal on a piece of paper and you need to add the proper modifications and you need to make sure it's all built around those three things, your passion, your strength, and your motivation. So discovering your passion just isn't a science. You might discover it in a second, you might discover it in a year. Whatever the outcome is, you just always need to focus on taking advantage of the path that gives you energy, optimizes your unique skill sets, and fulfills your passion in life. It's just really, I can't say it enough, guys. That's honestly why I created this episode. If you're not pursuing your passion, you're not living life to the fullest. And who am I to say that when I've done very little? I'm someone that has failed a lot, yet I still can love every single day. And that's what I want all of you guys to experience. And so I guess my two cents on Mastering the Start is you need to find your passion and you need to pursue it. And if you find that passion and you can pursue it, it's going to be a whole lot easier working 10, 12, 14, 16 hours a day. Because you're going to be working doing every little thing that you love. So anyone listening, thank you for listening, number one, to this unique episode of Master the Start. And number two, we are excited for some guests coming up, like I said in the past, and I'm sure Ryan will touch on it again. But we have some awesome guests coming, people from the finance world, the marketing world, guys and gals that are changing the world and they have some incredible insights for all of you guys on how you can continue to master the start of business. Thanks again for listening to this very special mini-sode of Master the Start podcast, hosted by Bobby Mason and sponsored by GoMahi.com. Be sure to leave a comment, whether positive or negative, we just want to hear your thoughts and address them in future episodes. Also, it's the perfect time to sign up at GoMahi.com for your chance to share ideas and win money. GoMahi.com is a platform that allows students to share their marketing insights, win cash, gain real-world experience, and find their dream job. Go to GoMahi.com today, help solve real business problems facing real companies, and win thousands of dollars. That's GoMahi.com.